Hey everybody, welcome to the latest edition of the Pokescast, production of the Casper Star Tribune and Pokes Authority. I am Davis Potter, Wyoming beat writer for the Star Tribune, and I hope the week is treating all of you well. Uh, we've got some pretty heavy snow here in Laramie, uh, beginning of the week, but uh, it's warmed up a little bit uh, to the point where some of this snow is actually starting to thaw, so I guess that's a good thing for the next uh, three or four days until it uh, snows again, but um in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Logan Wilson's performance at the NFL Combine over the weekend. His uh, his did his on-field workout on Saturday and went pretty well, I might add. And uh, then we're going to uh, jump into some Mountain West basketball tournament talk. Conference tournaments for both the men and women are in full swing down in Las Vegas, so... We will get into that just a little bit, and then in the second segment, I will talk to Logan Wilson. Um, I actually caught up with him earlier this week um, to you know, talk to him about how he thought he did at the Combine and just how the whole pre-draft process is going. Uh, so that is coming in the second segment, so uh, stay tuned for that. But first, let's just go ahead and dive into a little bit of how his performance went at the combine, and uh, I don't think it could have gone much better for Logan. Um, you know, he, he had most of the, the measurables. I think everybody knew already. I mean, he about a little over six two, checked in at right two hundred forty one pounds, um, thirty two inch vertical. He also did the uh, the three cone drill and I think the twenty yard shuttle there. Um, but obviously, the the big event that everybody sort of looking forward to was the 40 yard dash to see how well Logan would run um, anything in the four six range is considered good solid to good for a linebacker and, and Logan hit the low end of that coming in at, at an official 4.63 seconds on his 40 um, and just basically validated everything that Logan has shown on tape throughout his four-year career at Wyoming um, that's the time that he said he was aiming for and, and he was happy with it and so happy with it. In fact, that he's not going to run again at Wyoming's pro day uh, later this month. But I think th- the reason that's the most important and why I think m- even teams that were maybe unsure about Logan or, or wanted to see how he ran at the combine is again, b- because, you know, I- I've talked about it, you know, every- Wyoming's coaches and even Logan, and you've heard draft analysts talk about this with him, is the fact that he is so versatile. Uh, with his background, you know, being a former defensive back during his high school playing days at Natrona County High School, um, he has natural coverage ability and natural coverage skills, and he looks smooth in doing that. He looks fluid in doing that, which means that – you know, at, at the next level, he is being viewed, and the label on him is starting to come around as an being an every down linebacker and a guy that does not have to come off the field in passing situations. And obviously, if, if teams are looking at you for that, um, you need to go out there and run a good time and show them that the speed uh, in, in sort of a, a drill type setting uh, matches up to your speed on tape because you know the, the, the whole term gets thrown around of, of of you know game speed as opposed to your your actual straight line speed or running in a in a you know a controlled setting like the combine is and while that's true for a lot of guys when it, when teams are looking at guys and specifically linebackers the way that teams are looking at Logan they're going to be asking you to cover tight ends man to man possibly cover a slot receiver in man coverage every once in a while drop into zones uh, be able to close those throwing windows quick. Um, and, and you know, when, when teams are doing that, they obviously want to know how fast you are. And so 
you know, the 40 yard dash, you know, NFL teams put a, put a lot of um, stock into that. Obviously that's sort of the sexy event every year at the combine. People want to know how, see how fast guys are going to run. But I think that's particularly important for Logan just because teams are going to, you know, require him to, to cover tight ends and against slot receivers and everything in between in, in their defense. And, um, you know, <laughs> no offense to, tight ends in the Mountain West or other group of five schools, but these tight ends that he's going to be facing in the NFL aren't, aren't slow. I mean, the, the, he's going to be asked to, you know, cover guys that are, that are run four, five, four, six, forties, and you need to be able to run with those guys. And these teams are, are turning over every stone before they invest a lot of money in these players. They obviously want to, uh, so want to see how, how well a player like Logan can run. And, and he alleviated every single one of those concerns. So, um, you know, he's sort of, been one of the players that's created a lot of buzz with his performance at the combine. Uh, I'd be interested to see um, what some of the uh, analysts like Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, and some other guys say about Logan, uh, you know, now that they've seen him perform in the combine and see if that's uh, in their opinions has, has boosted his draft stock even higher. Uh, I mean, if you'll remember, um, you know, Mel Kuyper Jr. said that going into the combine, he had a third round grade on Logan and wouldn't be surprised if he slipped into the later second round. That's really one of the reasons that Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker slash freak of nature, as I like to call him, from Clemson, is going to make so much money and go almost certainly in the top five of the NFL draft is because of his ability not only to run a 4-3-9 at 240 pounds. I mean, that's that's crazy um, for, for a guy that big to run that fast, but... You know, he's a guy that, uh, you know, can, can match up with guys, obviously, in running that fast. You can match up with guys in man coverage. Uh, he can blitz off the edge. Um, you know, he can play in the box. He can play single high safety. There's so much versatility to his game um, that they're going to be able to move him all over the field. And, obviously, guys with that kind of versatility and, and guys that are able to move that fast, uh, teams are willing to teams are willing to pay for a lot of money for that in, t- in today's NFL. So, um, while look, Logan's obviously not on uh, Isaiah's levels in terms of athleticism, and there aren't a whole lot of guys that are. Uh, when you're talking about in that in that second, third, fourth round range, uh, you know you're looking to sort of separate yourself from other linebackers at that point. I think that's something with Logan's versatility, with his ability to play every down. I think that's something you look at. Um, as something that could possibly separate him from other linebackers that teams may be considering it at that point in the draft. So um, obviously an important workout for Logan and one that uh, one that he passed with flying colors. And then uh, he will uh, come back to Wyoming for Pro Day later this month. So something to watch as we move um, a little less than two months away now from the uh, NFL draft. Um, but switching gears now to basketball and uh, – We'll go down to Vegas, where the Mountain West basketball tournaments are in full swing. Um, Wyoming's women's team won its first-round game late Monday night. Um, had to overcome a 14-point deficit at halftime to do it against Nevada, which was the number 11 seed in the tournament, which means they were the worst team in the Mountain West uh, throughout the course of the season. We're down 14 at half and got hot there in the final two quarters and came away with a five-point win, I believe it was, uh, and they moved on to play Boise State in the quarterfinals late Tuesday night. Obviously, Boise State sort of been the gold standard in Mount West women's basketball the last few years. This is 
Boise State's fourth straight appearance in the tournament quarterfinals and three-time reigning tournament champion there. So be a tall task for Wyoming. Um, they, as I mentioned, they played late Tuesday night. So um, I'm recording this uh, late Tuesday afternoon. So by the time most of you hear this, Wyoming's women's team will either have advanced to the semifinals for the second straight year or possibly their season may have come to an end. So we'll have coverage at trib.com and pokesauthority.com from their game late Tuesday night. Um, and then the men's team gets the tournament started with yet another border war game against Colorado State. Those two teams will open the tournament against each other Wednesday night at the Thomas and Mack Center there in Vegas. That is set for a 6 o'clock Mountain Time tip. Obviously, it's uh, approaching the end. I mean, Wyoming is either going to prolong their season for another day or they're going to have another loss season come to an end and and possibly a tenure come to an end with uh, with Allen Edwards. I mean, we've talked about it at nauseum. Um, you know, once the Mountain West tournament is over, Tom Berman, the athletic director at Wyoming, will – make his decision and decide which direction he wants to take this program. Um, as far as the matchup, you know, Wyoming lost both regular season games to CSU. Um, the one at home was more competitive, I guess you could say, in terms of the final score because they lost by double digits down in Fort Collins back in early January, um, then lost 77-70 uh, to 70 to Colorado State back at the Arena Auditorium um, last month. But – that game was also not that competitive for much of much of the game. Uh, with Wyoming, if you'll remember, I'm sure most you Wyoming fans do, um, Wyoming had a 19-point lead with about 14 minutes left in that game and then just collapsed down the stretch. Um, probably they're, you know, just considering the way they lost that game and who it was to, probably their, their most frustrating loss during this, this seven-win season that they've got right now. Um, but on a neutral floor, I mean, I, I think Wyoming can keep it close early. But Wyoming is, is at such a disadvantage right now in the front court with, with some injuries and with Hunter, Hunter Thompson still battling mononucleosis. I'm not sure if he's going to play on uh, Wednesday. I mean, he's missed seven straight games. And at this point, I mean, considering everything that's going on, the way the season's gone, I wouldn't be surprised if they just uh, hold him out the rest of the year and maybe think it's not worth it at this point. Uh, I'm not sure, but... Um, you know, without those guys in there, CSU, Nico Carvacho, and then David Roddy, the, the freshman guard slash forward that they've got, um, he's really been a revelation for the Rams this year and uh, really hurt them uh, in their first meeting. I think he went for 19 points and 13 boards down in Fort Collins against Wyoming. So, you know, Wyoming has started TJ Taylor, who's who is a, a really more of a guard. I mean, they list him as a forward, but he's about six six. He plays he's really a wing player for them, and he started the last seven games at center out of necessity. Um, so, you know, it, just a really really tough matchup for for one. I think probably, I mean, even even though San Diego State, Nevada, uh, Utah State have had some better records and better seasons, I think CSU is one of, if not the worst matchup for Wyoming in this league just considering the personnel right now. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, Wyoming's shown the ability to play with them this season. Um, you know, if Wyoming can go out there and and get some scoring from Hunter Maldonado, knock down some threes from Jake Hendricks, uh, who knows? Maybe they'll be in this thing and have a chance. Uh, but you would love to, if you're Wyoming, you know, sort of get the bad taste out of your mouth of, of the two losses against your most hated rival um, this season and for a longer year. But, uh, either way, I mean, this thing's coming to to an end, 
And uh, obviously, that's that's not the only storyline concerning uh, men's basketball at Wyoming as this this season comes to a close. So uh, we can go ahead and take a break there. And when we come back, we will jump into my conversation with Logan Wilson. Welcome back into the postcast, and now I'm going to talk to former Wyoming linebacker Logan Wilson. Uh, as I mentioned in the opening segment, I caught up with Logan earlier this week, just talked to him about how he thought his combine went and how the whole pre-draft process is going for him. Um, the story from that interview can be found at treb.com and pokesauthority.com, but I'm going to play the full interview for you guys here now. Um, so I will let this interview finish out the podcast. Uh, a couple things for uh, get to that. Uh, Wyoming's Pro Day is scheduled for March 10th, and the start of spring practice is scheduled tentatively for later this month. Uh, Wyoming has not uh, announced a spring practice schedule or the time for Pro Day yet. Um, Pro Day is always usually closed to the public, but I know there was a lot of you were – probably wondering uh, exactly when those events start. So uh, as soon as Wyoming announces uh, times and even dates for spring practice, uh, I'll obviously report that and so you guys can know. Um, and if any of you have any questions pertaining to Wyoming basketball or spring football or really anything Wyoming athletics related, uh, please don't hesitate to ask. You can you can tweet them to me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Davis E. Potter. Uh, you can follow me there or just tweet me questions there. Or you can also e- email those to me, uh, davis.potter at trib.com. And I will uh, I'll try to do my best on a, on a future podcast to answer as many of those questions as I can. Check out trib.com and pokesauthority.com for complete coverage. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Pokes Authority. Again, you can follow me on Twitter personally at Davis E. Potter. Uh, this podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Omni. So be sure to subscribe, download it, and give us that five-star rating. I appreciate all of you guys, as always, for listening. Uh, we will be back next week to talk with another episode. And without further ado, here is former Wyoming linebacker and Casper native, Logan Wilson. What was the experience like for you? Um, just... Going to Indy and being a part of that, did uh, you know? Did your performance and how you performed did it meet what you expected of yourself?
really know about. You know, there's a lot of medicals, interviews, and, you know, things like that. So those, those five, you're there for about five days, and it's, it's honestly pretty long. Um, but, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of very thankful that I had the opportunity to kind of go through that process. And, and like, I, I know you've played it, obviously, you have four years worth of experience. You've played in the Mountain West Championship game. I mean, you've been in just about every setting that there is in major college football. But, I mean, for you, I know, and you and a lot of these guys that were at that combine, this is sort of the biggest interview of, of your life, as they like to say. And, you know, when you get out there and you're you're on the field in front of all 32 teams and, and scouts and GMs and coaches, I mean, were, were there any nerves that, that set in at all? So uh, your forty time, you, you ran a four six three. I know that that's pretty good time for a linebacker. And um, I know any anybody that was like unfamiliar with you, um, you know, playing at Wyoming, you know, anybody that followed you said, that, you know, this guy can run. Um, he's not he's not a stiff out there. Were you were you happy with with the time you ran? So, how many teams did you meet with at the combine? Did you interview with, and is there any one or two teams that are showing you the most interest? You feel like right now? Um, so I had four formal interviews. Um, there was the, the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Jets, um, and the Raiders. So the four teams I did formal interviews with, and I, don't, I, I wouldn't say you know any one team was showing more interest than another. Yeah. Um, have teams been talking to you about what rounds they're looking at taking you in? Uh, no, not, not really. Not to me personally. Maybe to my agent, but not to me personally. Yeah. Um, do, do you have a team going into this uh, that that you want to play for? I mean, was there was there a team you rooted for growing up that that would be cool for you to play for? Or does it really matter to you? So what, what's the, was there any sort of crazy question in your mind that you, that uh, you got asked in the interview process or what, what was the craziest thing or maybe the most off wall thing that um, you were asked during the interview process? Cause I know, you know, you, you hear about things come out of the combine and you know teams can get kind of crazy with some of the questions that they ask. Was there anything along those lines? Like, 
Yeah. So is there, are there things that um, teams are asking you more of? Is there, is there a certain thing that that team, most teams ask you about a certain in particular, they want to know about you and your game? think separates you Logan from uh, maybe some other linebackers in this class I mean I know there's obviously a lot of a lot of talented guys and probably some first rounders among this group but I mean if, if you were selling yourself to a team uh, and they asked you I mean, what would you say to them as to what what maybe separates you from the rest of the pack uh, yeah I just I, when I, whenever I get that question like that I would always say that I'm a tough physical hard-nosed linebacker um, that can play all three downs I'm comfortable playing in coverage, and then I play with a very um, relentless effort. You know, I think that a lot of guys might say they play as an effort, but I, am, I think I'm all, I always try to be around the ball as much as I can. Um, you know, that's how I play that way because, um, you know, effort can erase mistakes throughout the course of a game. You know, let's say a linebacker misses a fit, the DM's running down the field, he can make that tackle for five yards, um, or compared to that being a 15-yard gain, um, and little things like that throughout the course of the game, you know, can be a difference between a win and a loss. And so that's kind of why, you know, I play at a very high effort. What, what's it going to be like for you going through this process when you ultimately get drafted to, to represent, you know, not only the state of Wyoming, but obviously your hometown and Casper. And what's it, what is this, uh, what's this like for you? And is it starting to hit you that, I mean, this thing's almost a month away and it's almost, it's really close to being a reality. I was talking to uh, Eric Donoval, who's now obviously Wyoming's head strength football coach, and uh, he was telling me that, um, you know, you didn't really play at a, at a lighter weight, you know, from your junior to senior year. I mean, I think you were a little heavier as a junior, and you played around 242 pounds this last year as a senior. But he said you, you really were, got serious about your diet and, uh, you know, lost some of the, the fat and, and bad weight and put, you know, added lean muscle mass or leaner muscle mass to your to your body. I'm curious as to sort of what point that, you know, during your career that you really started getting more serious about your future and at what point did you realize, you know, I've really got a shot uh, at, at a future at this in the NFL? I think I was always serious. Healthy and just burn that fat off 
put on lean muscle mass. And so um, I think I always took the whole process seriously. I think that, you know, maybe after my junior year, I started to understand that, okay, maybe I do have a shot at, at playing in the NFL. Um, and so that's kind of when, you know, that stuff might have clicked in. But I would say I always took everything I did very seriously. Going back to the combine for a second, was there was there any other player among the linebackers that that impressed you? Like as you watched him work out and thought, "Wow, that, you know, he's putting up some good numbers," or you know, impressing you? I mean, obviously watching Isaiah Simmons on a four three nine forty was was pretty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what 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 did you what did you think about that? I mean, when you saw, I mean, I know everybody talks about how great of an athlete he is, and where he could play safety or linebacker. You know, even cover guys in the slot. I mean, when he crossed the line and four three nine popped up, what, what did you think? Well, we don't have any idea what our forty times are. Okay. So I don't. I wasn't. It wasn't like when he ran. I saw that he ran a four three nine. Yeah. On TV, so we don't get to see any of that kind of stuff. We have to kind of go back to our phones and talk to our trainers or agents. They relay that message to you. So I wasn't. I it looks fast, but like it's just kind of to the eye. Got you. Okay. Um. So. As far as your next step, will you, will you uh, are you going to come back to Wyoming and, and participate in Pro Day? Yes, I'm actually passing right now. So head back to tomorrow. Okay. Um, will you uh, will you do everything, or will you skip the forty because you're happy with your time, or will you will you do everything? 